<sighs> I didn't think it could take 23 minutes to walk anywhere on the station. Oh, don't be such a baby. I saw you check the clock on your data pad. Don't act like you counted the time the whole way here. I lost all sense of time without the clock. I could have sworn we'd been in an elevator for five months straight. Sure. I swear, it felt like weeks had passed since we were down in the food court. Time is relative after all. Oh, for the love of- Standard Docking Procedure, Space Stakes, Part 2. Come on, get in quick before someone sees you. That sure was a lot of stealth to get into... an empty waiting room? Uh-uh-uh. It's a lounge. This station may be unique in some ways, but Pseudopolis is based off a generic blueprint. Oh, hang on. The pamphlet rack in the corner, the huge blank wall, tons of branding everywhere. This is supposed to be a lounge for visiting investors or something, right? Ding, ding, ding. Cool. A quiet room nobody knows about. Shame there's no windows. No windows? No. Just one huge window. Whoa. Welcome, Star Traveler, to the brink of the infinite. Three inches of reinforced resin separate you from the rest of the universe. This is the real deal. I thought you'd like it. You normally don't get to look outside directly. In fact, this might be my first time. You planetsiders are adorable. It's just a bunch of millennia-old stars forever whirling through space with no end in sight. Exactly! Ugh, just don't start waxing poetic about exploration. Anyway, real talk, kid. This is my quiet space. I'm trusting you to be chill about this and not, you know, tell anyone. Be cool. Just for two seconds. Oh! Does April not know we're here in this secret room? Of course not. I have no idea where you are right now. Oh no, this place is open to the public. But the fewer public know about it, the fewer public can visit it slash put their feet on the couch. You good? I good. Now, to just stare off into the abyss and come up with a plan? It looks so peaceful from up here. The station looks cool. That yacht full of cats over there is gorgeous. The Bacchanal might look better from another angle. What was that? Metal contractor. Uh, probably just the Forzisht. Vor what? According to an edition in the Community Encyclopedia, made by Tiff, the Forzicht is a living creature of unknown origin that lives in crawl spaces down in the lower decks of Pseudopolis. It is said to prey on those who don't follow protocol or stick to safe areas. Surprisingly, the only sounds it makes are identical to the normal sounds the station makes. You say normal sounds. I say horrific beast that punishes sloppy safety protocols. I don't suppose the Vorzisht keeps its victims money and loves synth meat. Nah, every few months some bored teens try to lure it out with a steak of some description, but never works. Did you try to help some teens lure out an unspeakable monster? I didn't stop them. Great. I can't even sell steak to a monster. I'm standing in a room designed to sell an idea and I can't pull it off. Well, 
the room only worked because it was a special occasion. You couldn't just sell a space station with this right now. Gotta get the word out, get people excited. If only we could get the word out. The Bacchanal is right there, full of people who'd clean Carloni and everyone else on the station out in an afternoon. Unfortunately... You're not on the itinerary as a destination! Prick. If only there was a way to go over Wittershin's head. Even if he could, he'll be fueled up in an hour or so. Speaking of, I need to assign someone to go aboard and do final inspections. Hey, that was my first job. Until I was fired. Uh, sleeping on the job? No, uh, sneaking office supplies home to sell for profit? Romantic affairs on the clock? Damn, Humphrey. If I were your supervisor, I'd be worried that you were able to rattle those off that quickly. Oh no, never. I was let go after I marked 55 different inspections as insufficient. Nobody ever follows protocol to the letter. Not even drones. Yes, you beautiful dork full of rules and regulations. Now we have a plan. I'm not following. You will be. Um, April, stop listening for a few seconds. This could in no way be for insidious reasons. Okay, Wittershins has no idea who we are. We could sneak aboard. I could go try to get some juicy dirt on him. If that inspection fails, we'd have to send out a crew to redo the connections by hand, and that'll take hours. But what if the drones followed protocol perfectly? What's this? You're touching your nose. Is that a thing? Or... Oh, I get it. Yeah, I'll totally only fail the inspection because the connection isn't properly done. You... You just let the regulations do the talking, all right? I'm going to find whoever is in charge of the Bacchanal itinerary. If we can't go over Wittershins, we can tunnel around him. That sounds ridiculously dangerous and has a possibility of backfiring horribly, but having known you for an hour or so, I get the feeling the phrase, this is a bad idea, means nothing to you. Correct. Let's go save my paychecks and further inconvenience, Captain Asshat. Wittershins will regret the day he was rude to a stranger! Well, when you phrase it like that, it makes all of this seem petty. Does that change anything? Not in the slightest. Let's go. I hate to admit it, but this plan sounds like it might actually work. You don't have to sound surprised. Uh, but I am surprised? Love you too, butthead. One could argue the person illegally boarding a private company's ship is the butthead in this situation. Those new banners have been printed and delivered to Promenade 2. Everything should be set shortly. Wow, that was a fast turnaround. What favors did you have to call in for that? I probably shouldn't be telling you this, but everyone on the station just assumes I have unseemly information about them I could leak at any time. So whenever I ask for a favor, they just assume it's gentle blackmail. Is it? Let's just say you're lucky I'm a nice person. The amount of ill-advised things people do directly in front of security cameras is astounding. Well, good going. Also, you be careful out there, Tiff. You'll be on Wittershin's territory. Who knows what he's up to in there? Probably yelling at a puppy, or something equally evil. Computer, begin personal message. Dearest Martha, I call to you from the endless depths of the abyss. I find myself surrounded by people, yet so alone without your company. It's been 15 hours into the trip, and I've already lost a pair of shoes to passenger vomits. 
I don't know if I'll survive many more of these long-haul trips out into the black, ferrying these buffoons across the galaxy for up to a week. Seven days locked in a tin can with tiki music and bottomless shrimp cocktails. Everywhere I look, there are young fools downing fishbowl margaritas. And finally, the seal isn't aligned with a tolerance of 10 to the eighth of a millimeter. 15 failures? Sounds like we need to get a team up here. Oh, as soon as possible, before we have a fuel catastrophe on our hands. Do you happen to have a... <coughs> cat? Ah, uh, yeah, that Sparks, he's around here somewhere, little scamp. He's our mascot down here. Uh-oh. Captain? I could be out exploring new worlds, sending young ensigns to their deaths on away missions for the good of humanity. Alas, fate has dealt me another hand. Now I'm surrounded by rules, regulations, trapping me here. Be well, my dearest Martha. I can't wait to see you when I get home. Be a good cat for your aunt, and don't think I didn't count how many treats were in the bag when I left. Captain, uh... What? Apologies, Captain. Uh, you've been summoned to Sidopolis. They attempted to contact us remotely, but, uh... There was too much interference. Preposterous. Our connection was perfectly fine this morning. Idiots must have spilled coffee on an instrument panel or something. Ensign, you have the con until I return. I'm technically a Funstomer service representative, sir. I wasn't aware we followed military ranking structure. We don't, unfortunately. Captain, were you serious about sending the crew down to alien planets to potentially die? We'll find out at the first uncharted planet we happen to pass, Ensign. Top me up, would ya? Wait, where's Jim? Oh, uh, Jim. Right, Jim. He's, um... Hey, who are you? I am the new bartender. Drinks. Shake, shake. Where's your uniform? Listen, Jim, you're smoking up next to the pot stickers. How about you just give me your uniform and I'll finish your shift? Hmm. Deal. Okay, this is way easier than I thought it'd be. What's easier? Just go home, Jim. Jim's on break. Rough day at work? Every day's rough with you-know-who. Hit me with another Shirley Temple. Coming right up. Oh, and speak of the devil. There he is. Hey, Captain. Samantha, I don't have time for your time-wasting. I've been summoned for important business. But... Sir, this will be the second Captain's Table dinner you'll be missing. Oh, yes! It pains me so to have to leave my dear passengers for an hour. But if you think for one second I'll be debasing myself for these drunken buffoons, you're in for one hell of a rough career, Sam. But, sir, this is one of your basic requirements for employment. It's in your contract to mingle with the guests whenever we're underway. Damn the contract! This is my ship, and while we're out here, what I say goes. 
You keep to our agreement, and you get to keep your job. You keep the passengers distracted while I do my job, and I don't leave you at some intergalactic tourist trap. Have I made myself crystal clear? Yes, Captain. That's a good peon. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've been summoned to speak with an ambassador aboard Sidopolis. I'll make that temple a double. Your kindness is appreciated. So what's his deal? Big boat, little man. If only there was some way to, I don't know, stage a coup that could clip his wings a bit. I like the way you think, not Jim. Thanks, you know, I do too. Ah, Captain, I see you made it. Oh, and you put on a dress uniform. I'm flattered. The only thing CCL captains are issued are dress uniforms. Well, every occasion's special then, huh? What is so important I had to come down here? You're already wasting my time with these ridiculous fuel delays. Who are you? I'm head of Pseudopolis Station Relations, and unfortunately, I'm here to tell you the Bacchanal won't be leaving for a few hours. <laughs> cute. Real cute. Dragging me off my ship to play childish pranks. Oh, I'm dead serious, Captain. You're demanding a pass-through be set up as quick as possible, led to a drone ignoring a potential safety hazard. I've got the whole report right here. In my professional opinion, this pass is not safe. Excellent. Thank you so much. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to figure out what to do with my passengers for an extra day. What kind of PR professional would I be if I didn't consider a small detail like that already? Airlock connection successful. Pressure stabilized. Opening door. Welcome, Bacchanal passengers, to the inaugural annual Pseudobolus Food Festival. What? How did you... I believe you'll find the logs say the itinerary has been updated to include a stop at Pseudopolis by your head event coordinator. You! Of course it'd be you causing trouble on my ship. Actually, it's my ship now, Doug. What? It turns out it's a bad idea to threaten an employee in front of a person recording audio, Captain. You are a strong negotiator. You can close any deal. You are a titan of public relations! How did you get my self-affirmation files? Don't worry about it. You keep the passengers distracted while I do my job, and I don't leave you at some intergalactic tourist trap. You seem a tad confused. Allow me to catch you up on what has happened in the past two hours. After coming aboard Sidopolis to scout for potential new destinations for CCL cruise liners, you fell in love with the place. Once you heard there was a surplus of food at below market value and there would be a refueling delay, you graciously purchased. How much again? 39.9 tons. 39.9 tons of synth meat to organize a food festival. A sort of peace offering for your momentary lapse of decorum earlier in the day with station control. Apology accepted. Having seen your initiative, Samantha here has given you permission to stay aboard Pseudopolis as a CCL brand representative. For how long? 
Oh, um, until the paperwork is filed, a suitable new captain for the Bacchanal is found, and then a new rep can be found to take your place here. Translation? A while. You can't seriously believe you'll get away with this. Get away with accepting your amazing generosity? I don't know. But we'll work through it somehow. Oh, and if you so much as exhale in a negative manner near any Pseudopolis employee again, the job evaporates. We clear? Crystal. Congratulations, Captain Wittershins. You've just made a lot of passengers very happy. That's what the job's all about, isn't it? I just love my passengers. Dismissed. Hold. Wait until he's in the elevator. That was so cool! Did you see that? I dismissed him. Oh, that was terrifying. We just blackmailed a ship, Captain. Maybe don't yell that out loud in a public area. Tough! Tough! Dropping not have any mate left over. Sounds like the food festival is working. Honestly, far better than expected. All we did was put up a couple of banners and play some music. Humans love an excuse to eat to excess in new locations, no matter how paper thin. You're damn right they do. How'd you handle Humphrey's allergic reaction? Oh, I... I, I didn't. Did somebody say my name? Oh, Sparks really did a number on you, huh? Don't sweat it. I've got the power of antihistamines on my side. Come on. I'll walk you down to the med bay. Is the doctor nice? Oh, they're pretty cool. I'm pretty deft with a scalpel. Oh, cool. An artificial doctor. Huh. <sighs> I love this station. Welcome to the end of the episode, you intrepid adventurer. My name's Gavin Gaddis. I'm the writer, director, producer, blah, 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 of this whole thing, standard docking procedure. And thank you for listening to this show. This has been such a wonderful experience actually getting to make more of it beyond the first part of the pilot. Thanks to the wonderful people in Indiegogo, who I will thank here shortly. If you want to get in on supporting future episodes, as well as hearing some cool behind-the-scenes stuff, we've got a behind-the-scenes podcast, some bloopers, a, a crowdfunding exclusive mini so that only Indiegogo people have been able to hear until now. Uh, high-res artwork whenever we commission artwork all sorts of stuff patreon.com forward slash docking pod d-o-c-k-i-n-g-p-o-d oh and you can get access to episodes a week early which is kind of cool i think all right that's the plug out of the way now before i start the credits here's your little bonus treat if you listen through the credits at the end i will have a recommendation for a podcast i think sdp listeners will love so you get that every episode this episode was written and produced by myself with script editor work from my wonderful fiance Jordan. Our voice actors are, in order of appearance, Ty Coker as Humphrey, Julie Shafini as Tiff, Finn Ernst as April, Stephanie Arada as Reagan, Graham Rowett as Widdershins, Courtney J. Dietz as Samantha, incidental voice work provided by David Reinstrom, Lee Davis Thalborn, Jared Worley, and David McGuff returning as Carloni.
The intro song on this episode is Running With Wise Fools, written and performed by Krakatoa. You can find them at www.krakatoa.com. Our associate producers are Will Williams, Robert Anderson, Lindsay Harris-Friel, and Dwayne Farver, with our producers being PJ Scott Blankenship, T.H. Ponders, Alex Hensley, Colin Kelly, Michael Hudson, and Nate Harrison. Have you been listening to Standard Docking Procedure and wishing to yourself, wow, I would really like to hear a show about characters who are barely qualified to do what they do, trying to do what they do, and then screw up fantastically, but also there's lots of awesome found family stuff going on. But I just wish it was more fantasy and had time travel. Well, good for you. I got a show. You might like checking out the actual play podcast, The End of Time and Other Bothers, which is such a good podcast, I can do a perfect impression of the trailer. Watch. The End of Time and Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing podcast set in the world of Alba Salix. The world has still ended. You guys see how pretty it is outside, though? So, you give presentations of some kind. This extremely devastating explosion was, in fact, a celebration. And you, my good lady, ladle cheap foodstuffs out to people. All right, fairy, demon, sit down and shut up. Thank heavens, we three have been chosen to be the saviors of the entire multiverse. Do you see that minotaur sitting out in the food court? What minotaur? He was right there. There were some zombies, but Blatt blew them up. I climbed a tree. And we're skipping ahead, and and we're skipping ahead. Three normal dweebs thrown back in time to an era of magic. What is this place? (laughs) And sent on an adventure more absurd than they ever could have imagined. Egerton, you didn't even need a fairy cake. Why did you need a fairy cake? I stress eat sometimes. That's the end of time and other bothers from the makers of Alba Salix Royal Physician. Listen and subscribe at otherbothers.com or search for Other Bothers in your favorite podcast app. Do I get to keep all of my body parts? Huh, not if I have any say in it. Oh. Damn, I'm good, aren't I? And so is that podcast. That was good phrasing. Go listen. The End of Time and Other Bothers is really good. Thank you for everything. We've gotten so much wonderful feedback about the first part of the pilot and the mini-sodes leading up to this. The response to our Indiegogo is fantastic, and I cannot wait to bring you more amazing adventures from Pseudopolis Station. Have a good one.